Welcome to the Intelligence Briefing, What's the Buzz? Where leaders and hands-on experts in AI and automation share how they have turned hype into outcome. I'm your host, Andreas Welch, and if you would like to stay current on running AI in business, make sure to sign up for my newsletter at intelligence-briefing.com. Today, we'll talk about creating an automation culture. And, you know, who better to talk to uh, about it than someone who's done just that? Ashish Biala. Hey, Ashish. So great to have you on. Thanks for joining. Hey, good morning, Andreas. Thanks for having me. It's always good to see you. Looking forward to awesome. it. Awesome. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Definitely. Yeah, so I mentioned Ashish Biala. I'm based out of Kansas City, uh, working for one of the largest fintech firms, Atrisure, leading their intelligent automation program, uh, creating the culture that we're going to talk about. Um, and that has been a good part of my professional journey. Because prior to this, I worked for organizations uh, in the emerging tech space, trying to help them understand what does emerging tech mean and how to drive strategies around emerging tech, how to help shape the culture, uh, create the team. So and that's my passion. That's, that's what I like to do. And uh, uh, conversations like this honestly helps me uh, learn and take these learnings back to the organization and help them grow. So again, thanks for having me. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I really love that mindset of, of sharing and learning together. Um, so I hope that many of you in, in the audience uh, also find something that you can take away from today's session and apply in, in your own uh, world and in your own businesses. Um, so I, I really can, can't wait to get started. I've been really looking forward to uh, having you on. So to those of you in, in the audience who are just joining the stream, please drop a comment in the chat where you are on, on your journey and how you are maybe building that culture. Um, so Ashish, should we play a little game to kick things off? What do you think? Absolutely. Love games. This game is called fill in the blank. Um, when I hit the buzzer, the wheels will start spinning. And when they stop, you see a sentence. And I'd like you to complete that sentence with the first thing that comes to mind and why. Fill in the blank. Um, and, you know, to, to make it a little more interesting, you'll only have 60 seconds for your answer. Um, you know, keep it a little short and put just a tiny bit of pressure. So, right. and for those of you watching us live, again, please drop your answer in, in the chat and why. So, Ashish, are you ready for what's the buzz? I think I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, great. Then let's get started. Um, Perfect. The best way to learn about AI is 60 seconds. Go. Yeah, I think the best way to learn about AI is to, again, uh, give yourself time and space to participate in the discussions like this and reach out to uh, people in your network who may be working in that space uh, and then start small, right? Uh, understand basically attend uh, webinars, attend conferences if you can, and just understand the very basics, try to understand the basic fundamentals and try to apply in whatever way you can the organization without just going uh, full steam ahead. And that I think that's a way you can really 
shape up your learning and figure out what's the best way to apply this in your own organization. So again, the, building the community of AI practitioners around you is, is uh, very helpful. It's key. Fantastic. Thank you so much and well within time. So um, also seems, seems to match with what uh, folks in the audience are saying. So try, do, uh, learn from the network and from resources, talk to people and understand where the use cases are. Um, so that's, that's really awesome. Um, so, you know, like I said, t today's theme is, is around culture. And you mentioned that this isn't your first rodeo. So when you introduce automation in, in an organization, people, at least from my experience, are usually a bit cautious, and especially if you want to automate parts of their job. But you need to build that culture around automation, like you said, if, if you want your program. So, you know, in, in a certain extent, the organization needs to embrace that culture. So I'm curious, what, what have you seen being the most important thing to create this automation culture? Um, culture is a, it's, it's an important word in the sense that when people talk about culture, right, it's, it's, a, it's a set of beliefs, right, customs, traditions that bring people together to drive change. Um, Everybody loves to talk about culture, but then when it terms, comes to how do you shape culture, how do you change culture, that's where things get really, when you start going to the gray areas where there's no really one answer, right? Or there's no right or wrong answer. When I look at corporate organization, right? Any, any organization's culture is driven by its vision, mission, and guiding principles, right? And this, is, this culture is what drives an organization's appetite to adopt transformation adapt themselves to emerging tech like automation and AI. So first of all, you really need to make sure that your automation mission and vision are aligned to your organization's mission and vision. I mean, that's the first thing I did when I took any new opportunity where I had to create the culture program, right? What is my mission and vision and how does it align to my organization, right? Um, then another important thing to do is to, for, to create the culture is to create a community in this case, around automation, create a community around automation, a community of champions who can really help you promote automation within your organization. But without this alignment to organization's mission and vision, it becomes really hard to set up this community uh, to either change, embrace, or influence the culture, right? So, so having that alignment with your organization, vision and mission helps you really set it to these potential champions and help you create the community. Those are the very important things, foundational things that you should be doing. Um, I would say as you move forward in the journey, the other important thing to do is to then create automation itself as a product, not just a tool or a project, but it should be approached in the same way as any other flagship product that's critical to the success of your organization. Once launched, put into practice, Review them, your key stakeholders. Review these champions. I create upon them, update and improve them. And that, again, really uh, helps you gain their adoption and build a culture. Fantastic. So I, I hear um, it's a set of beliefs, create that vision and mission, make sure it's aligned with the organization and build champions and see that it, that it stays aligned, right? Um, no, no, I think that, that you got that right, right? And the product side of things is very, it's having a product strategy around it, how you can grow that across the organization, how you can leverage those champions uh, to scale it across the organization is another important, I guess, 
and the culture to enforce the culture. Fantastic. Yeah. In, in looking at the comments in the chat, I see things around change management, um, culture is shaped by early wins and finding those early wins, something that Tyler said, um, I think um, Amir said culture should start top down. And again, to your point as well, defining the vision and, and really starting there. Um, so great to see, you know, also that the, the feedback from you in, in the audience and, and how that matches with what you're sharing uh, independently as well. Um, you know, now I'm, I'm curious, it's, it's one thing talking about culture and, and say, this is, this is how you can do it or, or how you should do it. And you mentioned you've worked at, at different companies, um, the past where you've created this, this culture. So how, how have you seen this, this be different between, um, companies, if, if it has been different at all, um, what's something that you've, that you've seen be different at different companies? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so as I mentioned, right, organizations culture is driven by vision, mission, uh, guiding principles. I'll give an example of my current company, Actisure. But our culture is driven by the vision of providing best of human and artificial intelligence in the fintech space, right? Insurance is one of our biggest verticals to lead in, but we are also in other verticals, um, cybersecurity, real estate. So, um, Providing the best of human and artificial intelligence, trusted relationships, powerful technology. We offer the best of both to deliver the extraordinary outcomes for millions of our clients. So now, in most of the people in my organization, right, they have, they have embraced this vision, organization vision, and they're looking for opportunities to transform their part of the organization. In fact, I would say this ability to transform how we operate our business and serve our customers is what drives our value proposition to our investors and to our, our customers. So from that sense, I would say compared to some of the other organizations, it's been relatively smooth right to be able to set up that automation center of excellence, sell the benefits of automation to the organization because we had a good support from the top leadership who was key to influence the culture, right? Now, I would say most of the challenges have not been so much culture, but mostly foundation. But having the top leadership support and having that um, knowledge of organization, vision, mi mission, the people in the employees, uh, the manager level or the, or the process owners level, um, their alignment with organizational vision, mission that really help in terms of driving that culture. Now, in some of the previous organizations that I worked for, transformation via emerging tech, artificial intelligence was not a core part of the vision, mission, they, whatever industry they were in, right? So that's where I saw a lot of apprehension about the impact of emerging tech on jobs and things like that. There was a lot of fear, as probably have seen in some of your experience as well. But having said that, creating community, early events, as somebody talked about, right? Um, again, giving them an opportunity to participate in creating those wins, that went a long way. In fact, I would say that it, it was more important those organizations to really um, kind of embrace that, be part of the early wins, show them the early wins, then the organization where it's aligned to a vision and mission because there they understand that at the end of the day, that's how the organization is growing here, showing them that how these wins can really help them transform impact the bottom line was key to them. So, so again, it depends on where you're coming from and how you have grown into the organization. Yeah. 
I, I think those are some some excellent points. And I, I could imagine that in maybe a lot of organizations, the vision and, and mission are not yet aligned with the AI strategy or AI is not yet a, a core part right. so to what you were alluding to uh, previous organizations you, you've been at. How do you how do you create this this awareness and in, in how can you help shape this this mindset um, such that the people are more open to embracing automation? What what have you found be successful? Yeah, for sure. Um, as they say, right, Rome wasn't built in one day, right? So you have to invest the time in understanding your organization's appetite for a change, and if the appetite is not there, you have to come up with ways to create that appetite. And once you have that understanding, you need to come up with a strategy to create, again, a community of champions that can rally around you. So for example, to answer your questions, something that has worked well for me in the previous organizations, and even current organization, especially at the beginning of the journey, as you're trying to create any kind of AI automation program ground up, is to use your network of leaders like you, uh, uh, other pe my peers in other companies uh, who are much ahead in their journey to show and tell their wits to come and participate in some internal discussions. So I've, I've been lucky enough for that my peers have really uh, accepted my invitation to participate in discussions, sh share their show and tell with all the folks in the organization. Um, and that actually really um, means goes a long way in terms of people understanding that it is happening in the real world and it's the art of possible, right? And it's a win-win situation because not only it accept, uh, it, it felt my peers who are, who are coming and participating in the discussions expand their network, but again, it, it also builds excitement and an art of possible. Now, the other approach could be like, right, again, it depends on the resources available in the company, the skill set. In some of my previous organizations, a federated approach to automation was a viable option because of the kind of skill set, leadership support, resource capacity. And that kind of goes into how can they participate in those early events, right? So having created those champions, let them get their hands dirty using the federated model was, was a good way. Now, it may not work in all the organizations, but that's another way really helped me build a community uh, that helped me showcase those wins across the organizations, right? Uh, and you need to have right governance in place for sure. And that's why you have to understand your organization's appetite where that is. Um, I would say um, the other approach that worked is, again, um, work with your vendors, work with your community to even see your uh, the good work that you're doing in the organization, those early events, you could even potentially get nominated right in a conference uh, for maybe an award or to get your name out there in the community that, hey, this company and this group is doing some good work, right? Uh, could be publishing a white paper, doing webinars, right? So um, I, some people might find it uncomfortable, but there's nothing wrong. Right? And about sharing, learning, it's actually very critical to let everyone know about the great work you are doing. There are these different approaches, right? And I've tried all of them and it's not one size fits all. You have to understand your organization's culture around and, and then. So it, sounds um, like, so it sounds like there's a, a, a different toolbox, if, if you will, that right. you can pull from in different, 
different things you can do, how you elevate that, that visibility of, of what you're doing, how you find those win-wins and, and how you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know we're already a little bit over, but I, I, I think it's okay if, if we take one more question. I, I saw one from, from Jesse in, in the chat that I think is a, a really good one um, that I would love to get your take on. Um, so uh, Jesse said, what are the best qualities for an automation champion to have? And maybe if I can add one additional perspective, what roles are, are these champions in? So what qualities should they have and what roles are they in that community that you're building? Absolutely. So if I have to answer in very short and sweet, I say right attitude and right aptitude. I use that quite a bit, not only just building champions outside, but even just hiring in my own team. And in terms of the qualities, right, just to kind of elaborate on that, Right aptitude is, yes, you need to have certain level of aptitude to make sure that you understand your organization's business processes, understand the technology or better, how do you break them together? Attitude is that willingness to embrace change, right? And willingness to break silos and, and build a community and, and make sure that you are thinking through how can you really bring in more efficiencies in the organization and, and be willing to change, right? And learn new things. Um, in terms of hard skill sets, I would say personally in my team, if I look at all the companies where I built teams, there are people who came from fraud. There are people who came from HR, like fraud management, uh, HR, finance. There are people who came from customer service centers who were just picking up the phones. But again, because they had the right and answer, answer customer calls, but again, they brought in right attitude and aptitude. They brought it in willingness to learn. Today, one of my senior architects, uh, he, if you talk to him, he, he lives in Beats Automation. Five years ago, he was picking up the calls from the customer to address their, to help them with their fraud issues, right? So, um, so I think, yeah, it's not possible there and you have to just willing to do. That's, that's awesome. I, I love how you, how you phrased it. That's really about uh, attitude and, and aptitude in, in people's eagerness and willingness and, and motivation um, to, to grow into those roles and, and learn more about it. Fantastic. So hey, that's, that's really awesome. Um, maybe let me summarize real, real quick what I heard you share. Um, number one thing for culture, first of all, culture is a set of beliefs, but you need to um, align your AI and, and automation culture to your company's vision and, and mission um, and, and make sure that it, it stays aligned. Uh, it, it obviously goes a lot easier if you have support from the top and there's a realization that these two things are actually connected. Um, it might not be like that in, in every company, but you're um, able to get some wins and especially win-wins when you can pull from a different toolbox, when you uh, can create a network of, of champions um, that have the right attitude and aptitude, like you said, really about the, the mindset of, of doing something. Um, did I miss anything and anything you, you feel is, is critical? Well, I think you did a great job summarizing it, Andre. So, um, folks, we're getting close to the end of the show today. Um, Ashish, thank you so, so much for, for joining. Like I said, I've been really excited to have you on and just looking at all, all the comments and uh, engagement here in, in the chat. seems like our audience uh, is, is just as appreciative as well. So thanks for joining your expertise and for learning with us. Hey, thank you for the opportunity, Andreas. Anytime. Love these kind of discussions. It helps me learn as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining and learning with us. See you next time for another round of the Intelligence Briefing. What's the buzz? <laughs>